Blog Talk Radio. And thank you for tuning in. As you know, I am your host, Anna Mae, and you are live in the mischief here on Man Radio. You just heard Smig Booty Call Hours. I do apologize for the silence. 
having some difficulty here. But if you don't already know, you can catch the show live each and every Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via blogtalkradio.com backslash man-made radio. Now, we do this thing from time to time called the Random Report, where I like to introduce you to some new music and talk about some burning topics. Of course, the new music, or one of the new songs, new music that we're going to, or that I introduced you guys to was that Smigs. Hope you guys like that Booty Call Hours. It's a little early for Booty Call Hours, but y'all get the point. So in today's episode entitled The Random Report, Justice Unserved, unfortunately a lot of the recent random report topics have been about unarmed African-American men being slain by police. And in recent news, South Carolina police officer has gunned down a man after a routine traffic stop for broken taillight. Now, this makes no sense. I, I don't understand how a broken taillight results in a man having to lose his life. Uh, this man was named Walter Scott. May he rest in peace. And actually, we shall take a moment of silence in honor of Walter Scott's life. Now, Walter Scott was gunned down by a South Carolina police officer. And Walter himself served two years in the Coast Guard, and he was actually a 50-year-old father of four. Michael Slager was the cop his life, and he was on the police force for approximately five years, and he also served in the U.S. Coast Guard. Um, before I, we kick things off, I told you guys, you didn't hear me because of technical difficulties, huh? But 347-637-2685, you want to hit us up, you have questions, comments, you just want to let me know that you disagree, agree, whatever the case may be, I'd be more than happy to hear it, 347-637-2685. Now, apparently, this incident began with the routine traffic stop, as I mentioned, with a uh, broken taillight. So Michael Scott had a broken taillight. And ironic enough, this gentleman was headed to the auto parts store and uh, was stopped and route to the auto parts store to replace that broken taillight where, you know, the shooting ended up taking place not too far from there. Now, this is just unfortunate. Walter Scott was stopped April 4th for a broken taillight, and apparently, like I said, he was headed to the auto parts store. When he was pulled over by Officer Slager, Officer Slager went back to his patrol car, and that is when Scott, or Walter Scott, exited his vehicle and fled, of course, with Slager going after him. Now, Scott was tased by Slager, who then took out his handgun and fired eight shots at Walter's back. Now, why is it that when these stories arise that we hear that these men who are being gunned down, they're not being shot at one or two times. They're being shot at multiple times where six to eight rounds are being fired at these men. I mean, like I've said in earlier broadcasts when we're, we're talking about these type of things, which is unfortunate this, this is becoming somewhat of a norm in our news outlets where we're talking about unarmed men, African-American men, that are, that are being slain by our justice system. Now, not only are they being slain, they're being slain. Is, I don't even know if that's a, a nice way of saying it. They're being murdered. Anytime you attempt or you shoot at someone six to eight times, I would say that you are attempting to kill them. Of course, this is my opinion, but I don't see how any 
sane person could disagree with that. If I'm firing six to eight shots at you, I certainly wouldn't expect you to live through that unless either I have bad aim or you're Superman. But let's just be realistic here. What are we doing? What is the protocol on a lot of these police forces where this continues to go on? But in this particular incident, there is uh, a different variant. There was a video of this incident that took place. Now, although there is no autopsy reports that have been released, allegedly five of these eight shots struck Walter in the back. Three, uh, or excuse me, not all five were in the back, but five shots struck Walter. Three were in the back one in the buttocks, and one in the ear. Now, after the shooting took place, the officer who Slager told, uh, the officer, excuse me, Officer Slager told the dispatcher that shots were fired, the subject is down, and he took my taser. Now, all of these statements were made prior to the video. Yes, remember I said there was a video. That's a different thing here because with a lot of these stories, there's usually no eyewitnesses, and if there are, their stories are, uh, they either don't make sense or they're kind of going along with what the police stories have, have said. But in this case, video footage doesn't lie. Now, the dispatcher, uh, or excuse me, not the dispatcher, but the officer also said that he feared for his life, and that is why he shot Scott. That is why he shot Walter Scott, because he feared for his life, and his stun gun had been taken from him. Hmm. I don't know. You have a gun, I have a stun gun, but you fear for your life. That's one thing. The other thing is, that's not even true. The video clearly shows that the officer picks up the stun gun and places it near Walter Scott's body. Now, it's unclear. The video doesn't show, really, if uh, Mr. Scott passes away immediately or um, any of that, but... Either way, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to see another man, because if you guys remember, uh, Mike Brown, may he rest in peace, when he was slain in Missouri by an officer, he was left to lie face down in the middle of the street. This incident, this guy's laying face down in a grassy area where the officer, Slager, who shot him, left him there to lay face down while shouting at him to put his hands behind his back, continues to handcuff him, and place the stun gun near him in an attempt to make it seem like he had, in fact, taken the stun gun from the officer's possession. Now, many are asking if this video footage would not have surfaced, would we have been able to see the truth? Would we have been able to find out what the truth is? Would this be another scenario where we are tarnishing a man's character and allowing a police officer, a protector of our community, to take a life and have it justified? Would we continue to cover this type of behavior up? Because in my opinion, that's what's going on. I, I really, I mean, there are criminals out there. Don't get it wrong. And sometimes excessive force has to be used with those criminals. But let's be realistic here. These men, these innocent men, and I don't mean innocent like they're perfect, they don't have a criminal record or any of that. I simply mean innocent at the time of these traffic stops or what have you. They haven't done anything wrong to warrant being shot at and killed 
we're killing innocent men and justifying it. Justifying it for the same people that are supposed to protect and serve us. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't feel very protected. And I don't feel like anyone's serving for me personally. Now, of course, I can't speak for the rest of you, but if you disagree with what I'm saying, feel free, 347-637-2685. Call in, let us know why you disagree. Tell us why you think it is justified for the officers to be taking these young men's lives so frequently because, of course, this is not a rare occurrence anymore. And a lot of these stories don't make the news headlines, so it makes you wonder, with situations like this where video shows us what happened, what happens about the things that get swept under the rug? What happens with these stories where police officers can just make up a story of what really happened or not what really happened, but make up a story about what occurred between him and a victim who can no longer tell their side of the story because, of course, they are no longer living. We're going to take a break there. Again, I apologize for the technical difficulties we had. I'm sure some of you didn't hear anything. I apologize for that. We're going to make it work here live in the Mischief on Man Made Radio. Anything happens, anything goes. We're getting into this Ursula feature and fabulous dial with me. Again, right here live in the Mischief on Man Made Radio.
You are back live in the initiative with your girl, Anna Mae. And, of course, if you don't already know, you can catch the show live each and every Sunday at 6.30 p.m. via via Eastern Standard Time, via blogtalkradio.com backslash man-made radio. Of course, you can hit us up, 347-637-2685. And, again, you are live in the mischief here on Man-Made Radio with your girl, Anna Mae. Actually, we are in a special segment of Man-Made Radio entitled The Random Report. This random report is justice unserved. Of course, we're talking about the unfortunate situation where Walter Scott has lost his life. Um, at the hands of a South Carolina police officer by the name of Michael Flager. Now, I mentioned before the break that a lot of the incidents uh, go unreported. This particular officer who was involved with Walter Scott's shooting, uh, he apparently, or I should say allegedly, had some complaints on file. One from 2013 where he allegedly uh, tased the man for no reason. He was never charged or penalized for the incident, although records show that uh, police never even looked into the incident. Now, even though this is something minor, that is just to speak for how police officers can do things, and there is no penalty. There is no one to say, hey, don't do that. So, Although these people are put in positions to protect and serve the community, when they decide that they don't want to protect and serve the community and they become those that are actually victimizing the community, who then steps in place to protect and serve the citizens of America? Not just of South Carolina or of Ferguson or of New York, or any of these cities or states where these incidents incidents have taken place. Because we all know by now, this can happen to any of us. Some of you, well, let, let me just, we're going to focus on something here today. Because you know how we like to do it here live in the Mischief on Man Radio. Raw, unfiltered truth. That's what we get. That's what we deliver. That's how we're going to keep it. So let's just focus on something. These incidents have become a race issue, not even become. They have always been a race race issue from the very beginning. Focus on how we all look at this as a white and black thing because, of course, white Americans are not being gunned down by the police, if you, you know, according to the mass media, which may be factual. We'll just say that that's factual for now. Let's, let's just focus on... Only people are getting killed or gunned down by the police are African Americans. You guys deserve it. You guys are hoodlums, et cetera, et cetera. Now, let's be clear here. I'm not agreeing with that thought process. I'm just making or making a statement to make a point that you'll see what that point is here shortly. But let's just say that that's factual. That. African-Americans are the only people who are being gunned down by police. Okay. The cause of that. Some will argue that African-Americans are warranting this, that we live our lives in such a manner that makes it where we are a target by the police force or a target of the police force. They target us because we're known to do something wrong. Eh, okay. Forget about all the African Americans who have 
made many strides in uh, education or bettering their communities or any of the positive things that they could report on African-Americans. They choose to point the finger and say that we are the cause of our own death. Why is this a race issue? Why when we report these stories, it's white officer guns down, black man, such and such. It's always white and black. And the people, you guys get on social media and you argue about it. Oh, black people, we call each other Uncle Tom. You know, you're an Uncle Tom if you say, well, black people, you guys, we always killing each other. We always kill each other in our own communities, but get mad when a white man does it. You are an Uncle Tom if you have that train of thought. You are a contradiction if you turn a blind eye and turn a deaf ear to African Americans killing African Americans, yet you're very vocal and you can't wait to protest a white person killed a black person. Now, I don't want you guys to think we're getting off subject here because there's definitely a very valid point within all of this. Why is this a race issue? Although it very very well may be a race issue. Let's look at something else. Let's look at the society that we live in as a whole. Let's take race out of the equation. Let's take white and black and set it to the side. We're going to look at the gray area. And the gray area is, whether you want to admit it or not, we live in a violent society where we don't value life. Now, that's not to say that I don't value life when I make the statement, we do not value life. I am saying I accept accountability for the society that we live in because I am a part of that society, regardless if I share the same beliefs that this society has. I live in it. I'm a part of it. And we live in a violent society where we do not value life. So it's not necessarily about color. It's not that a black man does not value another black man's life. That's why he's so quick to take it. It's not necessarily that a white officer does not value a black man's life because most black men are criminals or whatever nonsense you guys want to feed each other and keep debating about race. Yes, racism still exists. Yes, prejudice is very alive and well, but let's not deny any of the other facts here. We live in a very violent society where none of us value life. And I have to reiterate that because once we all accept that as a fact, then maybe, maybe we can just start to clean up some of these messes that we are creating for ourselves. Of course, there is a race issue at hand. There is definitely a race issue at hand with police forces, and they're continually gunning down unarmed black men. But let's look at how we value each other, not as black and white, because we all know if we're speaking from a racist point of view, of course we're going to say, well, white authority figures suppress black minorities, which black minorities, okay, black people are a minority. So Black minority, that's not even an accurate term or phrase. But you guys get what I'm saying here. It's not about black and white. It is about black and white, but there's also a gray area. You get what I'm saying? You disagree, you have something to put in, 347 637 But 
We have to realize that it is so easy for us to to take lives in the society that we live in. It is so easy because we don't think twice about it. We don't think twice about the death penalty. We don't think twice about killing someone for revenge, whether it's they did something to hurt us personally or did something to hurt a friend or family member or just did something that didn't sit well with you and you felt like action needed to be taken. And that action, take a life. That is the society that we live in. We declare war, and we do not care about the casualties that come after we have declared war. Let's think about that. Let's think about what life means to us here in this country. Let's think about what being alive means to us in this country. Let's think about that. Now, of course, some of you are going to disagree and say, she's trying to take away from the fact that this is a race issue. No, I'm not. I understand that this is a race issue. Let's not forget, I am an African-American woman, but I am also a realist. And as an African-American woman, I know that we do not value life. I know that most people are used to seeing this type of stuff on TV. And I know that a lot of people are going to be small-minded enough to keep this at a race issue because they're going to point the finger at the African-American community and say, you guys brought this on yourselves. Black people, stop bickering with each other on the Internet and calling each other Uncle Tom and saying you're taking up for the you're taking up for that. And come to the realization that we have to look in the mirror, not as black people, but as humans. We have to look in the mirror and say to ourselves, what can we fix on ourselves or what do we need to fix on ourselves before we can attempt to repair another? Because the only way that you could fix another is if you have your own experiences that you have grown from to be able to give someone else something to grow from. Otherwise, you're really just talking out of the side of your neck. So we can't judge someone for sinning differently than we sin. Remember that. If you've missed any of the episodes on Man Made Radio, if this is your first time tuning in, I strongly suggest you check out uh, some of the past episodes, such as a, uh, a Dollar for Your Pride, the value of life. Um, there's so many powerful messages here on Man Made Radio. We take pride in giving you the facts and not going over the gossip that you guys like to entertain yourselves with, looking at the surface. I challenge you to do that. You guys enjoy your week. Thanks again for tuning in. As always, catch me next week live in the mischief here on Man Made Radio, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via blogtalkradio.com backslash Man Made Radio. It's your girl anime. I'll check you.